You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Inside the Million Dollar Senna, McLaren's fiercest road car ever, by Jack Stewart. If you want to properly understand the Million Dollar McLaren Senna supercar, you've got to make the pilgrimage to Woking, just southeast of London. There you'll find McLaren's UK Technology Centre headquarters. What looks like a science fiction movie prop dropped into the English countryside is in fact home to the factory hand-building road cars and McLaren's Formula One team. The kidney-shaped structure wraps floor-to-ceiling glass around a pool of tranquil water, which is used for cooling the mechanics when a huge on-site wind tunnel is running. It is, that is to say, exactly the sort of place that would produce a car like the Senna, which promises to be one of the world's most radical road machines. The 4.0-litre V8 engine, sitting behind the two carbon fibre seats, produces 789 brake horsepower. That's a whole lot in a car that weighs just 2,461 pounds. It's also the sort of place where your tour guide confirms that, yes, that's Fernando Alonso who just walked by. He's there doing interviews before the F1 season kicks up. But you wonder if McLaren keeps him around to remind visitors that it's been in the sport for 50 years. Inside, a wave of a hand over a hidden sensor causes a section of wall to glide open, revealing new curved corridors. Another hidden swooshing door reveals the back of the house, where a brand new McLaren Senna sits on a turntable. For us, it's a real treat to be able to spend some quality time with a real vehicle, a production car, says Mark Roberts, McLaren's design manager, explaining that he's happy to take time out of his day to show me around the car. Normally, he sees a vehicle as a clay model in the studio, perfects it, and then moves on to the next project. There's not much time built in for looking back. Well, with the Senna, the million-dollar base price buys you less, not more. It's stripped back, bereft of everything that adds weight. All that's left is a passenger cell, shrink-wrapped in carbon fibre with an enormous wing on the back. It's like the car's been working out in the gym. It's showing the structure and the skeleton underneath that, Roberts says. 
This machine is all about performance and sits at the ultimate end of the spectrum of road cars that McLaren has produced for just 25 years, dating back to the revolutionary three-seater F1, then the P1 in 2012. The company also builds the slightly more reasonable Sports Series with the 570S and the Super Series with the 720S. The Senna unashamedly prizes function over form. The resulting extreme looks are polarizing but look more cohesive in the flesh than in the photos. Waving his hands over the car, Design Engineering Director Dan Parry-Williams shows how air gets sucked around the squared-off front splitter and through the wheel arch. The cutaway design of the door accelerates the airflow, steering it down the side of the car. We push the door in as far as possible, right into the structure, Parry-Williams says. It's one of many techniques his team used to generate a phenomenal 1,763 pounds of downforce, the thing that keeps the car glued to the road in the corners, key to performance. The car grips in every situation. It's pretty much like an F1 car, Roberts says. More help comes from the giant surfboard-like wing on the back, a full four feet off the ground. And the car has active, steerable, aerodynamic elements to deflect air and shrug off some of that downforce when it's not needed, like when pelting down a straight when it would just be drag. Inside, one of the few design flourishes comes into view. As Roberts reaches up to close the flip-up door, I can see straight through to the floor outside, thanks to a glass panel in the lower part of the body. But even this, Roberts paints as a functional touch. You're effectively a component in this car. Even at low speed, you see the track or road whizzing past you. It gives you that heightened sense of excitement, he says. Because this is a car designed to be raced as well as driven on public roads, the interior was made with a helmeted driver in mind. The center screen, with controls for radio and heating, is high up to remain visible even through a visor. The park, reverse and neutral buttons are attached to the bottom of the driver's seat, so they slide when it does and always fall directly underhand. In a nod to practicality, there's space for two helmets and race suits to be stowed behind the seats, but that's about it. This is not a car for your weekly shopping trip. For me, it's a race car with a number plate, Roberts says. So, it will fit in well nicely when it heads to the Geneva Motor Show for its official debut this week, where even the fanciest of attendees will be able to look at, but not buy. All 500 planned production models are already spoken for. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.